Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Metro Church, welcome again to this marvellous service that we call My Story, where we get to delve into not only the life of some of the people at Metro, sometimes quite, well, matter of fact, every time so far, quite surprising, and it'll certainly be no less surprising this time. But as well as that, uh, I love hearing about what God has been doing and seeing the journey of grace and of God's work in someone's life, oftentimes from way before there was any formal awareness of God, any uh, church attendance, but they just came to know Him. And so uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you in a minute. But before we do that, you know, in every one of our services, we always like to give honour and respect to your giving. We do that not because we're trying to get people to give, obviously. We're doing that because we want to, I guess, put a blessing on what you are doing. We believe that you're giving sacred. We believe it's special. We believe it's significant. I know for so many of us, our giving to God, our tithes and our offerings is really not at all about what bills it might pay or any other such thing. First and foremost, we come to God and we say, God, I'm honouring you. This is actually my worship. And so that's why in every one of these sessions, I want to take a few moments and just pray for you, pray for your home, pray for your family, pray for your business, uh, whether you own it, serve in it, you might be retired or uh, maybe you don't have work at the moment, then let's just believe for God to put blessing on your life, shall we? Father, we thank you today in Jesus' name for this great year that's in front of us, for all the opportunity that it represents. Father, I know that right now you're beginning to work in the hearts and lives of your people to make us ready for what you want to do. So, Lord, I thank you for our giving. I pray, God, it'll open doors. I pray our giving, Lord, will produce blessing in other people's lives in a phenomenal way. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in charge of all that we do and you're going to bring blessing to these homes, lives, to families, to businesses. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Hey, by the way, don't forget, the first Sunday of February is going to be a very special Sunday at Metro Church. Uh, I'm not sure when it is you'll be a part of this, maybe catching up with it later, but we're talking about the first Sunday of 2023. We're calling it Future Sunday. We're going to take some time in that service to unpack some of the things that we believe God has in store for us in 2023 here at Metro. I know that I have a great sense of the Holy Spirit getting us ready and I can't shake that. I feel it almost every day, like uh, no matter what's going on or the busyness of church life, etc. But I feel like God is getting his people ready for something special and significant. Don't believe all those people that want to tell you about things getting worse or more difficult. I'm expecting the Holy Spirit is going to move in a great way. And speaking of the Holy Spirit moving in a great way, you are going to be thoroughly blessed, inspired, and probably a little bit well, surprised as I introduced to you a couple of people that we know so well at Metro. Uh, this couple have been a part of our church for years and years, and we love them dearly. They've served in so many different areas and still are serving uh, God and just seeing Him use them in a mighty way. And so uh, let me introduce to you, well, for a lot of you, you just know these people anyway. This is my very good friend, Trevor Todd, and his very beautiful wife, Joanne. Todd, welcome to both of you, yeah. and thank you for being willing to 
I guess open up and share a little bit of your story because there's some parts of your life that we know. We see you in the cafe almost every week with your, I call it your little group, your little flock, those that you're looking after. And it all seems to me that whenever I'm talking to you guys, there's so many people that you help. We'll come to that a bit later. But I really was a bit surprised, Joanne, to discover a couple of major changes in your life that I was completely unaware of. You've always seemed to me to be the most gentle, the most, uh, uh, you know, just classy lady in every way. And you'd think that you've just been raised in a beautiful, stable home all of your life. And then when I discovered that you are a young girl growing up in a home that was full of pain and brokenness. And so you're still only a young girl, not yet in high school, when you and your sister are taken into care uh, by the government here. And, well, just that alone, I was like, I was trying to imagine the Joanne I know in that kind of an environment where you've told me there was a lot of uncertainty a lot of worry. You'd come home in the afternoons mm. from school, not sure what you'd find. Is that right? Yes, that's true. And so I, you're only a young girl when you get taken into care. This is a silly question, but for those of us that have no idea, what was that like? Um, it was a bit surreal, I suppose. It really? was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, but it had to be happen, yes, yeah, well, because of the environment we were in. So. Yes, so we decided to go, so, well, yeah. Fortunately for you, because the hand of God is often in our life even when we have no idea. True. You know? So you end up going into a, a foster home run by the Churches of Christ, Yes, was of course, Church of Christ, yeah. W-A-S. Yeah, yes, yes. got on the Churches of Christ. Yes. And, uh, but it's uh, Betty. Yes. And her husband. Uh, who were the foster parents At there. that time, yes. Is that right? Yes, yes. So how many kids were in the home, by It's way? usually it was about um, between eight and ten. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So out of the eight or ten kids plus, did they have any uh, other family of their own, by the way? Uh, yes, they did. And um, not that I saw them, but, um, yes, they did have family and they were able to visit the family. But oh. um, usually the girls just either they ran away or they just... Really? Yes, didn't stay for very long, yeah. I think it's important because I think too often we read the paper or we hear the news or whatever about kids that are in trouble. Yes. And we presume, A, bad kids, yes. bad parents, and there's some of that may be in the mix, but then there's people like you who just never had the opportunity to be in a home where there was assurance that when you went home, you know, things would be okay and yeah. there'd be a nice meal waiting for you yeah. and you'd sit down yeah. and do your homework like yeah. a normal kid. Yes. And there must have been a whole lots of your life that you kept secret from teachers or from other kids at school. Yes, wouldn't talk about it. No. Really? Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's mostly why you don't, didn't know about it. <laughs> Unless yeah. it comes up, I don't say anything. Well, thank you for having the courage and the willingness to share it with us because uh, I often say that all of us have got a past. Mm, mm. 
and none of us have got a past that's completely clean and beautiful. We've all got ugly parts to it. Even your husband Trevor's got a few ugly, <laughs> ugly parts for sure. But so you come into care as a young girl uh, with Des and Betty and then a little bit after that they decide their time is finished yes, with that? Yes, that's right. Yes, they were there for about 18 months and then okay. um, they just they had were building a house out at Trigg and they, that was ready for them to move into, so... And they came to you, though, and asked you yes, a question? Yes, They yes. asked me if I would like to go and live with them. Wow. What, what, was, what did you think when they asked well, you that? Being so young, I suppose I didn't really think about it. But, really? Um, but I knew that, I, you know, I, of course I've got along well with them, so um, I just went with it sort of thing, yeah, really? yeah. Now, they were Christians, of yes, course. Yes, yes, that's right. And so was God in this foster home for you, was that something that you readily warm to or you're a bit like, oh, how does all this work? No, because I, as a little girl I used to go to Sunday school at Presbyterian Church and so I was aware of God. So right. um, And so going into the um, home, which was called Kringle, um, we just, it, it just felt good and we used to go to church every Sunday um, yeah. while we were, I was at the home and, um, and that's where I made my decision at the Apple Cross Church of Christ. So, wow. Yeah, so... I was just thinking while you were saying that, I remember when I interviewed Nathan Ronson and he talked about an awareness of God yes. that was just in his life. Yes, yes. And I remember saying to Nathan, the grace of God reaches us. You know, there's a scripture that says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. That the love of God doesn't start when we say yes. It starts no, all no, the way before. No, I knew that there was God, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little girl. Amazing. It is. It's amazing. Because there was no God in your natural home, no, was there? No, no. No, no, not <laughs> a lot of fighting and drinking. <laughs> and there was no indication of God there. I, I Seriously, I find that to be one of the most remarkable things that I hear from someone who is in a place that you would think would lead them to bitterness, to denying God, and, and yet in the middle of all that, the reverse is there. Mm. They're conscious that there is a God yes. who cares for yes. them and, and there he is working in your life getting you into this place, and then Des and Betty say, hey, guess what, Joanne, we want you to come and live That's with us. That's right, yeah, I know, and amazing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. for the first time ever you have a family, really. That, yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. a normal family. Yeah, <laughs> how, how yeah. beautiful that is. I, I just think that's remarkable. Yeah. And so, like, all, I never knew that Betty wasn't your birth mum. Until only recently, I just because you've always called her mum, and she is your mum. Yes, yes. You know, she's mothered you. Well, it's funny because you take the traits on and yeah. the actions. Because often when people would phone when I was at home, they would say, "Oh, you just sound like your mum." Yeah, right. It's yeah. just how you you know you grow up. With well, you've certainly actions. got the sweetness of her nature. <laughs> Thank you. No, you do. And I just think what a magnificent and beautiful thing that is that uh, you know you've walked through. Can I ask you? I don't know if you'll be able to answer this, but how did you come out of all of that so well, so whole? How has that been? Um, oh, that's a hard question. Isn't I it? don't really know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But you, as long as I've known Maybe you, it was part of my nature anyway that, you know, I'm a bit reserved and, you know, 
I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard question. It is, and maybe some of it is the fact that you gave your life to Christ, you know, when you're just a young girl. Yeah. And yeah. we talk about receiving Jesus sometimes as though, uh, I don't know, I, I think we sometimes miss the depth of it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you know, the Bible says that if anyone's in Christ, they are a new creation. The literally means a new species of being. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is often a profound change in somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, can you talk about that for a minute when you and received And I guess Christ? it was, um, yes. I mean, I, as you say, I was young and I suppose I didn't know the full ramifications of all of that. Right. But um, but being in a Christian home, I guess that would have helped. That helped. And, yeah, right. uh, With parents, as a, you know, were you know, deep in Bible study, and et cetera, wow. et cetera, and so on. So um, I think that influence must have come on to me. I, I don't know. It's something like that, yeah. Do you remember getting your first Bible? Um, yes, I did, yes. it's um, Yes, it was inscribed and everything. Really? Yeah, 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 yes. And then I went to, um, after that, I went to um, um, just to learn about the Bible, and et cetera, et cetera. They had special courses there. Yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah. It's so. important enough. It is at that beginning, at that early stage, when you when you're not when you don't start growing up in the church as a little girl, you know, Correct. from way little, you, everything's so new to you. So, yeah. I was talking to a man recently in our church who gave his life to Christ only a year ago, and he said to me, uh, "This is a couple of months ago." He said, "This is a big day for me." I said, "Why? Why is that?" Mm. He says, "I'm going to go and get my first Bible," <laughs> and he was off to the Christian bookstore to get his first Bible. But I loved that it was like for him, it was like yes. this is my first yes. Bible, you yes. know, not somebody else talking about it. This is my Bible. Yes, yeah. 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 What colour was yeah. your Bible? It was um, black. Yeah, yeah, most of the world. Most of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't have beige Bibles. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you, what? So you do school, you're now with Des and Betty yes. and you're in a home and you must be going like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, it, yes, it was, yeah. yeah. And I was welcome to in because most people knew, you know, the background so okay. um, of the family. So, um, yes, so everyone welcomed me in that. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, it was good. So what did you want to do? Like you were in high school then. What did you want to do with your life? Did you have any idea? No, not really. Um I just, um, I didn't really have any set goals about what I wanted to do. Oh. I just drifted into doing a business course. And, Did you? And I guess because mum was a secretary as well, so I just okay. went that way. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So how did you, because you, you ended up at UWA, you yeah. worked there for what, 25 years? 25 years. Mm-hmm. 25 years at UWA. You started out as a junior office worker, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think, I think we could probably safely say was carrying papers from one place to another. <laughs> and doing and, the notice boards. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a bank and that was like if you were at the bottom of the rung, that you were yeah. there, bring this here, take this there, yeah. Um, so, But you end up being the administrative secretary yes, there. Yes, yes. Which is a, a job with a lot of responsibility. It was a lot of responsibility, accounts, yeah. et cetera, yeah. and overseeing um, people in the office and um making sure, you know, timetables are done for the lectures and yeah. the programs for the concerts and things. So, yes. And some of the uh, the staff, the professors. Yes. Um, I've met some of them. Yes. Some of them are a little bit, I wouldn't say disorganised, but just say that organisation is <laughs> not their chief gift. The true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I fully agree. <laughs> so you have these people there, your job is to, 
you know, coordinate make, them. Make sense out of the chaos. Is that the way yeah, it works? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But so, it was a lovely department working. So, was it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, great fun. Yeah. And the students, did you have much interaction with the students? Yes, the students were great, great yes. Really? They'd come in after weekends and come and chat to us in the office and wow. tell us what they've been doing. So it was good, yeah. So because it's also, it's one of the chief music uh, schools at a university in Australia, mm. UWA is well known. Um, so I imagine, again, you know, that's there's a lot of pressure to make sure you get everything just done right. And, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah well. it was. But I had a good lot of people in the office helping me, so it was good. And they all stayed for many, many years, so we didn't right. have a big turnover, so it was good. Must have liked it, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was good, yeah. So here you are and you're in all this and you're growing older, as we all are, of course. <laughs> now, I'm asking this question for a reason because when you're 39, Yes. And that's just a couple of years ago. But when you're 39, you end up meeting this guy who's sitting beside you. <laughs> Tell me about the first time you ever met Trevor. Right. The first time I met him was at the um, – we were going to a social group from – at that time I was going to Riverview Church, uh-huh. Raymer in those days, and um, – we, we, I went there with someone else, and, and he's hanging back. And he's he shy. was there, he's back in the, he's back in the shadows. <laughs> no. And then we were introduced, and then um, I think they were playing some game for music or something. I don't know what it was. And um, and then we just sort of like hit it off and really? laughing all night, weren't we? And the was he telling the male friend t- who I went with wasn't very happy. But anyway, that's, that's it. <laughs> was he telling you all of his terrible jokes? Yes, he was. <laughs> Some of them are pretty good. I, I can remember some. So that's how we met, yeah. So, so what happened after that? Um, we were just friends. Was he going to Riverview or Raymond? Uh, yes, he was off and on, yes. Oh, because of his work, he wasn't there all the time. Oh, but, okay. But what, what were you doing? Because oh, you're a social trainer, weren't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, wow. Yeah. But we were friends for, oh, I don't know, for about a good 12 months, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. So, and we, I mean, just friends and yeah. so on. So. Were you happy? Uh, again, I don't want to seem uh, too personal here, but I guess over the years as a pastor, I've seen some people, the older they get, if they're still single, the more desperate they can feel. No, no. And I always think that's very sad. Yes. Because yes. I have seen some over the years who have um, settled into a relationship that they weren't happy with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they felt like their they, options were so limited. Yes, yes. But you were telling me that you never felt like no, that. No, I never felt like that because I was busy with work and other um, events and things. So, um, no, it wasn't, wasn't one of my priorities. So so had you prayed about it? Did yes, you... I had prayed, yes, that the right man would come into my life. Yes, right. I did. I and did. you were just happy to go, God, I'll just wait yeah, for your time. Yeah, just giving thanks all the time. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Well done to you. Yeah. So you meet Trevor. Trevor, this is where you come into the picture because <laughs> you're a bit older than 39 uh, and you meet this young woman and at a church thing and she's laughing at your jokes, which you know is a big plus. I know. <laughs> woo <laughs> So what did you think of Joanne? Yeah, um, at the time I thought she was pretty nice. Um, but I, um, I was running to, I, I didn't want to settle down. That's like, wow. um, so, uh, I wasn't. So who made the next move then? Was it you or her? Who, who? 
I suppose it was. No, we went to a dinner at Roma, remember that? Yes, we went to a dinner. And Joe and Fort sort of fell in the car. (laughs) Split my skirt. (laughs) Yes. So that was. So that was our first. Yeah, I can remember that vividly. (laughs) I think she was a bit nervous. It was so low down. No, rip. And I went, oh. So yeah, oh dear. so yeah, so we went to a dinner at Raymond yeah, dinner that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so she's said to God, God, whenever you're ready, I'm at peace. You're there going, God, I'm not in any hurry at all. No, but somewhere or other in the next while, both of you um, decide, hey, we, we're meant for each other. Uh, yeah. God is in After this. After a while, and, yeah. and before that, Betty had a. Wanted to know what my intentions <laughs> were, so she she rang me they up were a and bit said, Oscar, they? "No, yes, she, I met awesome. her in town. Was it in town for a coffee? Yeah. And she wanted to know what my intentions were if I was serious. Yeah. Oh, by this time, we'd had decided to get married. You see, oh, so I see. Yeah. so she had a, a you know she third degree. Yeah, well, over a coffee, and she's uh, probably the only person I think you'd ever be scared of. Wouldn't you? Oh, then she tells me that. (laughs) (laughs) So you two end up getting married and there's a common thread that runs through your life, Joanne, is being able to make huge adjustments. Yeah. Look, marriage is a big adjustment for anybody, Mm. uh, no matter who you are. There's no such thing as, well, life just continues on. You know, all of a sudden you go from your own agendas, your own preferences to having to accommodate somebody else mm. in their life, which mm. you, whom you've already decided you love, so it's not like it's a big burden. No. But you've already gone through the big change of a family. Now you leave that family. Yes, yes. In order to start your own yes. family with this man. Yes. And you have had at least 39 years of... This is the way my life operates. And this guy is just a little bit more random than what you <laughs> used to. Can we say it like that? Yes, you could say that. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to pick Joan up, I was late. That's a no-no with Des. <laughs> and he was watering and I ran over his hose. I can bet. And, and I was late as well, so that, that wasn't a wasn't good, in the good, good start. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that all got sorted out eventually. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, I know she's very proud of you anyway, so <laughs> all must be forgiven. But can I ask you both, your first years of married life, were, was there, was it a lot of difficult adjustment? No, or? there wasn't, because no, we knew think. each other so well um, that we didn't have any problem of yeah, well. um, fitting in, you know. Yeah, most There might have been a few little bits here and there. Well, but when, you, when I've been single I mean, he'd been 40, singing, oh, single for 45. Wow. I mean, he was set know. in his ways a little bit. Yeah, you know, so, so have you managed to change him yet? He, no, I haven't. didn't set out to change him. I didn't set out to See, change him. What a great woman right there. <laughs> yeah. I used to get, I'd get up and make these breakfasts every morning. You got up at 6 o'clock for work. I always did that but and it was, still do. Yeah. But being a social trainer, I was used to uh, washing dishes and, yeah. Making beds, so and, yeah. so, so we that, that was, that was uh, you know a big deal. I'd love to talk to you sometime about that uh, about being a social trainer because again you're dealing with people with a very broad range of disability. Uh, it just seems to me that both of you have this wonderful ability to be able to not get pulled down by the things that have happened mm. to you in life, yep. Yep. both with you with your upbringing, which some people wouldn't would just never recover from that no, kind no, of pain. Wouldn't, no, And then you've got Trevor. How long were you a social trainer for? 25 years. So that's a long time No, but that's in the a... government one. I was, no, I was 
two and a, uh, 25 years in the government, two and a half years at Nelson Haven as a nursing assistant. That was wow. a hard yakka. And I did two and a half years at Beverly Rural Therapy Unit, which was uh, a church base run from Morley AOG, which I wow. used to go to. Wow. And uh, I used to work there for nothing. I did that for two years, like uh, I just to get. How did you not get depressed, angry, despairing, or any of those things? Well, to be honest, at the uh, when I was my last or week and a half as a social trainer, they kept shifting me, and I didn't want to do that. And they put me in the place I call place from hell. Mm. It was thirteen clients with all problems, and they mm. and. I remember the night I rang Joanna says, I can't do this anymore because wow. I'll be a patient in here soon. <laughs> and I had one girl running around trying to stuff stuff down the toilet, guys banging on the window and I couldn't get any sleep because I was the only one there. They only had one person on at night. Wow. And, and if you get any sleep, good luck with that. But it's and, the, for a lot of people it's a fairly unappreciated role and I just love the way that you've done all of that and you're still... Trevor, happy, bubbly, sees the positive in life. Oh, no, I've had had some dark days. That yeah. was a, a dark period um, in that in my life. I, I um, How did you deal with that? I quit. Mm. <laughs> I told a supervisor, a new supervisor, if you ship me once more, I'm going to resign. And she said, you're bluffing. And I said, no, I'm not. So, so... Um, I lost a thousand hours of sick leave. Wow! I uh, and I interrupted this woman's lunch. I didn't know from Burroughs Open, new supervisor. She come from the Department of Transport, and I said, "What do you know about disabilities?" I've been doing this for twenty five years. I said, "You don't know what's going on in in your department." So I told her that's straight, and I interrupted a lunch, <laughs> and I said, "There's my." Letter of resignation. I threw it across the table. So, what did so, you think about all that? Oh, I, I said to him, if he no, I rang, he, I he rang, rang Joe and I said, and I, I can't said, do this anymore. Right, if and you need to leave, leave. So it I went to matter. see my financial advisor. So what did you do after that? Or, or was that your retirement? That yeah, was yeah. His retirement. At Sixty. Was it sixty-three? Or? Sixty-three. I so how was then again the common thread through all this? You know, in Malachi chapter three and verse six yeah. says this: "I am the Lord; I change not." Yeah. But he's the only one who can say that because yeah. all the rest of us, we go through a lot of changes mm. and change. We're meant to keep changing, but sometimes the changes that come in our life aren't great ones. You yeah. know, like you've gone from a home where there was so much uncertainty. You'd go home after school not knowing whether you could mm. really safely walk in the door or mm. not, mm. Uh, whether, you know, it would be a good night or another uh, unsafe one. Uh, you go through that, you get then into this great family that must have seemed like the dream of, yeah, of your life. Yeah. And then you, at the age of 39, which is not, you know, it, it's not old, but it's not young. young. You, you, yeah, well, you've got your life kind of figured out and you meet this 45-year-old man, you decide to leave home and mm. you're familiar mm. and you go and you marry this guy and then he leaves his job of 25 yep. years then not long after that or around about that same time you leave your mm. work. So then another new phase of life yeah. called retirement comes on. And yet I know you both and I see you as busy people as ever. It seems to me you might have retired from your jobs but you haven't retired from yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. 
and you haven't retired from loving God and loving people. I don't think I've ever talked to either of you ever in all the years I've known you where some of the conversation I don't find out about somebody else that you reached out to. I see you in the cafe. You know, for you, it seems to me, church is a lot more than I attend. It's my church family. It's where I, you know, I build friendships there. And that can sometimes be lots of joy. Sometimes it can be painful (laughs) if a, a relationship doesn't proceed the way you want. Yeah. So when you look at all that, do you have any thoughts, Joanne, as to how you've done all that change so well? Um, it's a lot of change. In it is ways. a lot of change and I think um, being a Christian, I think you've got God on your side and that right. you just pray and talk to him about him. it and mm. he's our rock and mm. um, I think that I would say is how we got through all, all of that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. You obviously both love people and care about yeah. people. Yes. And again, I've met enough people over the years who've been through pain yes. who then decide, I don't want anyone to come close to me ever again, uh-huh. but you're the reverse. <laughs> so much of your story is the opposite reaction to what we might think would be the way people would respond. Mm-hmm. So do you mm-hmm. put that down to your walk with God? Is that where you think that I comes would from? think so, yes. I'd, I'd say that would be true, yes, and well, walk with God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, it's a major part of our life. So. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can tell you yeah. that last night I was working at this place. This girl kept coming out of a room, so I, I stuck a towel in there and jammed it and I couldn't get the door open. <laughs> so I had to ring one of the other staff and kick the door open. I had had a big hole in the, <laughs> in the door and I couldn't get this girl out. It, it was it was. And I rang this guy, the guy used to work there, and I said, I can't get the door open. So he had to kick it open. There was a big hole in the door. So when the supervisor turned up, <laughs> she said, what happened here? And uh, uh, that that place, I... Uh, I'm sure you got... No, no, I, did, I didn't want to quit, you know, because I'm not a quitter, but I... Uh, I was in such a... You wanted to keep his sanity. So. A dark place. I was in a dark place. I, wow. And I was crying, Jesus, help me. Really? <laughs> when I was kick, when they were trying to get the door open and uh, it got all these and uh, clients running. Oh, God, I tell you, it's like a yeah, nightmare. Like you ever seen on TV? Oh, that, still... Like this nightmare and, you, and you, you're in this thing and you, you can't see the forest for the trees or... You know, I know God was there. I, 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 I said, I, was I still think, though, that help, there's, help, there's help. a. I appreciate whenever I see people in bringing people with disability, or whatever, in the shopping centres, I think, good on you. You know, I know my father, towards the end of his life, was in a high care situation. And um, I used to go every, whenever I'd visit him, which wasn't that often because he's in another part of Australia, but I'd go to the staff and say, I want to say thank you for the way you care for my father. I said, I can't be here to do that. But I appreciate that you do that. And I Mm. love the fact Mm. that there's that level of care. If I can get you in a minute, Joanne, to pray for people, um, because lots of us encounter change. I used to say to my dad when he moved out of uh, his own home, Mm. I used to say, Dad, change is inevitable. Mm. And... 
you know, the joy and the peace belongs to the people who adapt to it the quickest. Yep. There are some things you can't do anything about. No. You know, there are some things like you're talking about the job situation you're in, Trevor, where you had to make a choice. Do I stay here and damage myself or do I make the choice? And you get to change that. But there are some other changes that come in life that you can't do anything no. about. No, And I want you to pray, if you will, before we finish, for people who are maybe in a situation where there's, you know how some of this doesn't seem like, there's a good answer, there's yep. just a, a bad answer and a not-so-bad answer. Yes, one. yeah. Which must have been what it was like for you as a young girl going, do I stay in the home where at least I know what it's like? Yes. Or do I get out of here and go into something yes. that I have no, no idea, idea how yeah. it's going to go? And I think neither of them look great. We look back now and go, what a great outcome. Yes. You and yeah, Betty yeah. and what a beautiful story. And but at the time you don't know where it's going to lead. Exactly. <laughs> But I think there's a lot of people who are in that kind of situation going, but if I if I say no to the familiar, what will be on the other side yes, of this? Yes, yes. I don't like what's happening here, but I'm scared about taking that yes, step. Yes, yes. So I'd love to do that and get you to pray for them if you would. Um, maybe just right now if you just yeah, pray. Yeah, okay, yeah. Thanks. Heavenly Father, first, thank you, Father, that I've had the opportunity to share my story and I hope that it has helped people out there that are having difficulties with the past and at present time. Father, I just thank you, Father, for all the goodness that you've shown me, Father, and I just pray that, Father, that the people who are having these difficulties from the past, Father, that you will just ask them to seek out you and to mm. think on the future and not on the past, Father. Mm. Just thank you, Father, and pray that you give them peace, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, I love the fact, thank you, by the way. Oh, that's both all you. right. No, <laughs> I will write. <laughs> I think it's, no, I think it's very courageous and very brave of you to tell your story. And uh, as I say, I never would have guessed it. Um, no. But I thank God for what he's done in your life. But also know that for every single one of us, that's a part of this service. There'll be some of you for sure who, a bit like Joanne in the early days, have got an awareness of God. I'm amazed how many people I meet who are aware of God, but they, they don't know what to do next. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know. I, I meet them all the time, great people who go, I think about God or I wonder about God. Um, don't go to church. Maybe think church is only for other people. And then you get to chat with them a bit and go, well, you know, the God who you're aware of wants to be more than just somebody looking at you, he wants to be like you said, as a young girl, you go, I'm going to give Jesus my life. Mm -hmm. And then you said later on, it's more that God is with me. You said, when I was in the home, I knew Jesus was with me. And that's really what we're talking about here is God coming out of that space out there where you know that he's there and saying, but Lord, I want you to be in me and I want you to walk with me. And here at Metro, we call it giving Jesus your yes and saying yes to him. And coming up on the screen for you right now will be the yes text number. If you're in Australia, you can use that number, 0488 826 392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get our help via email, then you just go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. And either way, if you do that, we will send you the next day after we get your yes we will send you a Bible verse. It's different every day. 
and a prayer, also different each day. We'll send you that for 30 days. You can opt out whenever you like. We're not after any details from you. We're not trying to sell you anything at all. We simply want to, I guess, be a part of the journey. You know, Joanne, I guess that for you, giving your life to Christ in that environment where Betty and Des and you've got a church family, that made all the difference. You talked about some of the courses where all of a sudden now you know it's not just me and Jesus. Right. But there's me and Jesus and all these other people. Yes, yes, that's right. And that's what we want to be for you with Yes Text. Uh, we'll send that to you and be our absolute joy. But if you want to say your yes to Jesus, let me pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for these people. I don't know their names, Lord, or what their circumstance of life is. Lord, whether they've had a past that has troubled them or whether, Lord, they look back on a great life thus far. But, Father, I know that regardless of whether we're in deep brokenness or whether we're in a place of great joy, that you still want to come and be in us and you want to be our saviour and you want to be our friend and you want to help us. So, Lord, I pray for these people that right now are saying, Jesus, I want you to step out of that space out there. I know you're there. I want you to come into my life. I want you to forgive my sins. I want you to be my saviour. I want you to lead me and walk with me so that I'll be able to say in the future, I know Jesus is with me. So Lord, thank you for them. Pray that this will be the first step and the best step of the rest of their great life with you in Jesus' name. So, hey, if you've prayed that prayer and asked and given your yes to Jesus, make sure you send it in 0488 826392 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. We would love to be praying for you and thanking God for you. And, uh, you know, don't forget, by the way, that Sunday, first Sunday of February, future Sunday, is going to be a great time. But you're welcome at every service at Metro as well, by the way. Uh, you're always welcome. Make sure you come up and say hi. And now you'll be able to come up and say hello to Trevor and to Joanne. And so thank you again so much. Thank you for having us in your home. And thank you for just all you, thank you for all you do for caring for people. You know, you're not on staff. It's not like someone's paying you to do the job, but you're just there caring and loving people. And I think that's one of the hallmarks of a great church. Certainly one of the hallmarks of our church is I keep hearing about people caring for each other, which I think is so brilliant. So God bless you. Thank you. Thank you again. God bless you all.